RPN is not responsible for the views, actions, statements, or opinions of its guests, advertisers, or even its viewers. The information contained in this program is not to be confused with medical or legal advice. An appearance on this platform is not necessarily an endorsement, but as always, we encourage you to do your own research. Enjoy the show. Good evening, friends, and welcome back to another episode of Red Pill News Live. Do me a favor, if you wouldn't mind, hit that like button as you file in, whether you're on Rumble or you're over there on Pilled in the Foxhole. As you may be able to tell, I had to make the show much earlier today, before the Durham report was revealed. So... We are going to be focusing on that in the first portion of the show, but then I do have a lot of other information I wanted to make sure I brought to you today. Now, before you go blackpilling, before you start screaming in the chat that nothing's happening or nothing's going to happen, We have yet to see the response from Washington or the law enforcement community. So, as always, I think the 72-hour rule is good to remember. Oh, it's a beautiful day down here in sunny Florida. Hope you're having a great day wherever you're at. Yeah, Durham who. (laughs) All right, sit back, relax, grab your popcorn. We're going to be right back after this. Did you know that Bank of America is saying that gold is going to go to $2,200 this year? Now that is an all-time high. And right now you can invest in a gold IRA with Noble Gold Investments and take advantage of this rare opportunity to secure your retirement savings. With experts at Noble Gold Investments, you can ride out the wave of gold's historic rise to financial security. And this month, they're offering this free five-ounce solid silver America the Beautiful coin with every qualifying precious metals IRA or 401k rollover. You just can't go wrong with Noble Gold. So hurry up and head on over to my special website, redpill78gold.com, and the experts at Noble Gold Investments can help secure your wealth. Plus, you're going to bag this free 5-ounce America the Beautiful coin if you qualify. Once again, that's redpill78gold.com, and when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. All right. Good afternoon. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you for being here. This is another edition of Red Pill News Live. As always, my name is Zach Payne, the Corruption Detector. Glad to have you here. We have a lot to discuss. First of all, uh, a bit of housekeeping. You may or may not have seen that over the weekend, there was an article, another hit piece article published by Alex Kaplan at Media Matters for America and included myself and a whole bunch of other people that you may be aware of. Uh, And in this article, they were specifically going after creators, podcasters, uh, people 
who were using Buy Me a Coffee as a donation tool. Now, since the publication of this article, uh, every single person on this list has been deleted from the platform. That means you can no longer donate to the show by going to Buy Me a Coffee. There is a possibility that people who donated recently may have their donations um, actually refunded to them. Now, I'm not certain if that's going to happen. It may happen within 30 days. Uh, I'm kind of in limbo with the whole thing. So mostly, I would like to make sure that you don't attempt to use Buy Me a Coffee if you want to support the show. Um, Media Matters for America. They are a real piece of work because every single time they've set out to get me or other people deplatformed from wherever it might be, they have been successful. Take a look at this. Around 5 a.m. this morning, it's like the first thing they did when they got into the office. I think these guys are like out in uh, on the West Coast, too. So this would have been like 3, no, 2 a.m. for them. Somebody was staying up late on a Sunday night. Hi, Red Pill 78. We regret, regret to inform you that our moderation team has suspended your account due to risk concerns. What is risky about the information I'm putting out there? I'm just telling the truth. And we're going to get into some of that today, of course. Unfortunately, this means that we will no longer be able to work with you. As a small company, and here's the rub, with several business partners, we must comply with their terms and conditions, which, of course, means that they can't do any kind of business with somebody who uh, identifies as a conservative or as a Trump supporter or who wants to expose corruption, such as we're going to be talking about today. So this requires them to shut down accounts that violate their content policies, especially those involving illegal content or services. Now, there's nothing illegal about the content that I'm making. Uh, There is nothing uh, defamatory. There is nothing libelous. Uh, There is no laws that are broken in my reporting newsworthy items, items that may have gotten me deleted in the past. I got deleted from YouTube. Apparently, I broke their terms and conditions. But here we are three years later, and the contents of the Hunter Biden laptop have been proven to be true. So yet again, Buy Me a Coffee has been pressured by Media Matters for America into deleting the accounts of people who are speaking out against the narrative that Media Matters for America, a very well-funded Democrat operative organization, sets out to instill in the minds of Americans. This is not a journalistic organization. This is a well-funded propaganda arm owned and operated in a large degree by the DNC and, of course, the puppets of Hillary Clinton. So, As I said on Twitter, Media Matters for America, go fuck yourself. Once again, not the first time I've said it, but I will say it again. Alex Kaplan, go fuck yourself. Please clip that out. Put that on your Twitter. My name is Zach Payne. You can follow me on Rumble at RedPill78. You will never get me deleted from Rumble because Rumble does not kowtow to the whims and fancies of cocksmokers such as yourself. So let's continue on. George Soros was rumored to have died earlier today. Rumors of his death have been greatly exaggerated. He actually went on Twitter (laughs) to dispel any such rumors uh, and let people know that he was, in fact, alive. However unbelievable that might be, (laughs) George Soros is still alive. Now, It's very possible that maybe he's not really alive. He could be doing some weekend at Bernie's type thing. Somebody 
uh, actually operating George Soros's account while they get all of his things sorted out. Um, but here it is. This is from some random person breaking George Soros has died of a violent heart attack, according to Politics for All Ireland. I don't know where Politics for All Ireland might have gotten this bit of information, but uh, somebody working for George Soros says, no, that's definitely not true. Here he is, his official account no longer verified because he doesn't want to pay the $8 a month. Oh, my God. Isn't it funny? Is the, You know, this? listen to this, okay? Like, I don't make a lot of money, okay? But I'm willing to pay 8 bucks a month to have that Twitter verification check mark so that people know it's actually me. Like, anybody could go out there and create a George Soros account, lookalike account, and say whatever they wanted, you know, like, hey, my name's George Soros, and I'm a Hungarian Jew who used to work for the Nazis appropriating the gold from the Jews that the Nazis were killing in World War II. You could say something like that. I mean, not that any of that is not true. That actually happened. You, you can watch the interview with uh, George Soros on 60 Minutes where he talks about going around with his uncle and actually performing these duties. He had no problem with it. The man is a sociopath. So it's no surprise that people on Twitter and across the internet were celebrating at the idea that George Soros might be dead. Uh, unfortunately, he's not. He is still alive, and he still continues to plug along with his mission to destroy the nation and destroy the world. So then one world government can take over, and that'll be it. <laughs> Red Bill Girlfriend, you're right. He's 150 years old. No way he controls his own Twitter. No way he controls his own Twitter. Mm. All right. MHL1 over on the Foxhole uh, says, good thing we have the Foxhole. That's right. They'll never get me deleted from the Foxhole either. <laughs> Just try. Just try. You know what you've done, Media Matters for America? You've backed us into a corner. You have forced us to become survivors. Despite your constant attacks, despite your constant lies, you called me a participant in the January 6th insurrection. That is factually incorrect. And to be honest with you, I find it to be defamatory. There have been other news organizations who quoted your reporting saying that I went into the Capitol building on January 6th and I sent them letters from my lawyers and forced them to retract the news that they put out and to correct the record. So I was not a participant in any January 6th insurrection. I was in Washington, D.C. to cover the event as a journalist. Let me tell you what journalists do, Alex Kaplan. They present the news. They present newsworthy information, factual information that people can go and look up. Uh, there may be things that we talk about that can't be factually, uh, uh, you know, actually, you know, uh, verified in some way. Uh, but when that happens, when we're talking about theory, we make sure that people know that we're talking about theories. Uh, it's not a theory that you're not a journalist. You're a hitman. And that's all Media Matters for America is, is a, a collection of well-funded Democrat hit people who seek to destroy the careers of people who want nothing more than to bring peace love, and unity to the United States of America. We want this country to survive. Your type want to destroy the country, and that's why you have to destroy us, because we are a threat to your mission. So, anybody hear about the John Durham report? Well, it's been released. It's officially 
come out. And, you know, a lot of people uh, were hoping that it would come with some type of fanfare. Uh, like perhaps along with it, we would have a list of indictments uh, because the only indictment that John Durham publicly was able to get was uh, uh, are the, uh, the, the young FBI lawyer who faked the email against Carter Page. Uh, unfortunately, you know, he got six months probation, I think. It wasn't any real big deal. Um, and of course, Hillary Clinton's bagman, Michael Sussman, they were unable to get anything against him. Um, however, John Durham has turned in what appears to be his final report. A notification has been sent uh, that uh, his duties as special counsel are no longer needed. So what does that mean? Well, it means that we can actually read the full script, the full content of the report. We're going to go over it. We're going to go over the important aspects of it. Uh, and I want you to keep in mind what the report is actually saying. And I'm going to summarize it for you right now. Donald Trump was right. Donald Trump is vindicated. We were right. We have been vindicated. Everything we've been talking about, everything we've been trying to expose all of the claims we made about the FBI uh, being a front organization uh, for security for the Clintons and for the Democrats, it's all true. Every aspect of what we've been talking about for the last however many years is true. Just like how the Hunter Biden laptop was true. It wasn't Russian disinformation or it didn't even have the hallmarks of Russian disinformation. Uh, so we have... Full on corruption from the FBI. We'll talk about exactly what, you know, and we also have full on corruption from the CIA. The CIA is a foreign intelligence service. Okay. That means that they do their work outside of the United States of America. They're not allowed to work here in the United States. They're not allowed to intervene in domestic matters, although they have on many occasions in the past. Just ask John F. Kennedy or Robert F. Kennedy. Take a look at any number of things that have happened here in America. You can point directly to the CIA, the hand of the CIA. That letter coming from 51 or so intelligence agents, some currently working for the CIA, um, some of them at that time were working for the CIA. Some of them retired from our intelligence agency. I don't know what else you could call that other than domestic intervention. I mean, they wrote that letter specifically for Joe Biden to use as ammunition in his debate with Donald Trump in a presidential year election. So if that letter was designed to help Joe Biden, that sounds to me a lot like election interference. So we have election interference from the CIA. We have uh, domestic <laughs> All kinds of domestic stuff happening with the FBI. And now that John Durham's report has been handed in and he's no longer going to be a special counsel, well, that unties his hands. That means that John Durham can talk about the findings of his report and all of the investigations he did for the last several years. And Jim Jordan has already spoken out on Twitter saying that they've reached out to the Justice Department and they will have John Durham testifying next week. Now, undoubtedly, my friends at Badlands Media will be broadcasting that live, and uh, perhaps I'll be a part of that conversation. I, I, I would hope that I could be. Um, but 
I, te- I tend to think that this testimony is going to reveal even more aspects of the uh, investigation that went on. So why is this important? I mean, a lot of people are going to say, well, the only thing that's important is, in- is uh, indictment. <clears throat> well, I-, I would say that what's most important is waking up every single American that we possibly can. Um, yeah, I want to see people go to jail. I want to see people hang for committing treason against the United States of America. That's what I want to see. And I think you want to see that, too. Uh, I, I'm, in fact, I'm certain of it because I hear about it from you guys. I know you want the guilty to be punished. You see what's happening in America. You see the FBI completely ignoring somebody like Hillary Clinton, completely ignoring somebody like Joe Biden or the Biden crime family, focusing solely on Donald Trump or his supporters. You see all of these things. We're not blind. We're not stupid. We're not deaf. We're not dumb. We can see that the United States is on a precipitous decline, a slippery slope into the worst possible version of what we've ever thought we could be. While the Democrats celebrate, while the illegal aliens pour across the border, uh, while people like Alex Kaplan uh, ruminate, rubbing their hands in dark dank basements just waiting for their opportunity to come out with a new hit piece to destroy whoever it is that they think is dangerous to the current power structure, which is the DNC, which is the rats in the swamp of Washington, D.C. We stand here waiting, waiting for justice, waiting for something to happen. Maybe some of you out there are not just waiting. Maybe you're actually out there doing things because That's what I've been trying to get across to you. Those are the things we need to do. We need to be the change that we want to see in the world. If we just waited for the most powerful aspects of society to be the ones to make that change, then I think we will be waiting until the end of time. Because these rats in the swamp have successfully taken over and subverted every powerful structure here in the United States at a high level, okay? So what does that leave us? We have the local areas. We can take over our cities. We can take over our counties and maybe even take over our states at the end of the day. Let's talk about the John Durham report, because what this report does, again, it confirms everything we've said. It confirms everything that Donald Trump said. Here, take a listen to this. Take a listen to this. Called the swamp. And you know what happened? And you know what I did? A big favor. I caught the swamp. I caught them all. Let's see what happens. Nobody else could have done that but me. I caught all of this corruption that was going on, and nobody else could have done it. He's right. This is what made Donald Trump so special, so important. You know, no matter how you woke up, okay, whether it was Trump, whether it was some anonymous post you saw on the internet, whether it was somebody like me speaking to you through your computer, There was a moment at which you realized just how broken the United States was, okay? Every single one of us can look back in time in our own lives and say, that's the moment that I realized that it was fucked, that the whole thing was broken, and that the only way that we were going to fix it is if everybody realized in unison that this system we exist in is not built for us. It's broken It's corrupt. It's filthy. It's designed to keep us down. It's designed to take away our freedom, our liberty, our authority. 
The only way we can fix it is if everybody gets on the same page. How are we going to do that? Well, <laughs> I've said before, it might require a complete build, a, a teardown and building up of something else, fixing what we have. Alpaca Mountain says, screw, buy me a coffee. Assholes, yes. Thank you very much. Thank you very, very much. Donald Trump has been vindicated. So now we've proven the CIA is corrupt. It's it's meddling in domestic affairs. We've proven the FBI is completely corrupt. The leadership of the FBI must be at the very least completely taken away. I think the FBI should be fully defunded. I think the CIA should be fully defunded. The mainstream media, they are also completely exposed. And we, we've been doing that for years. But more and more people every single day are turning away from these institutions. They recognize what's happening. They recognize that the system is broken. They recognize that something has to change because if it doesn't, America is going to be lost. There will be no hope. Take a listen to Jake Tapper getting red-pilled by the Durham report. Regardless, the report is now here. It has dropped. And it might not have produced everything of what some Republicans hoped for. It is, regardless, devastating to the FBI. And to a degree, it does exonerate Donald Trump. Regardless. Well, just listen again. Did you ever hear, did you ever think that you would hear these words coming out of Jake Tapper's mouth? report is now here. It has dropped. And it might not have produced everything of what some Republicans hoped for. It is, regardless, devastating to the FBI. And to a degree, it does exonerate Donald Trump, regardless. It exonerates Donald Trump. It is damning for the FBI. Jake Tapper has been forced to admit the corruption of the organization that for years he supported, for years he parroted the talking points of, for years he was ground zero, ground zero for the disinformation campaign going on against Donald Trump. The report tells us so many important things, very specific things that the FBI did, not just failures, not just oversights, but specific points in time that the FBI leadership sought to undermine the fabric of our nation by going after the political enemy of the current power structure. Hillary Clinton was supposed to be the president and we upset that apple cart. We put Donald Trump into office no matter how much they tried to stop us from doing so. Back in the 2016 election, the FBI and the DOJ, both, they restricted, they impeded, they hampered investigations into Hillary Clinton. We had the Clinton Foundation investigation we also had illegal foreign contributions that were coming into the Clinton campaign. No investigative activities occurred for months. Direct quote from John Durham's report. The FBI and the DOJ could not afford for their honest agents to actually investigate Hillary Clinton on either of those fronts because they needed her to be president. They needed to make sure that she would win. So Crossfire Hurricane opens up the investigation into Donald Trump, Trump-Russia collusion. It opened up as a full investigation. 
That means from the moment they realized, <laughs> we've got something we're going to try to use to destroy Donald Trump. They had these pre-existing investigations, knowing that Hillary Clinton was accepting foreign money and that her organization, the Clinton Foundation, was a money laundering operation. Maybe even used, in some cases, Laura Silsby, to traffic children. Any number of various things could have been going on. But they starved those investigations in favor of opening a baseless investigation into Donald Trump. How baseless was it? Well, Peter Strzok, one of the famous lovers who was leading the charge to ensure that they destroyed Donald Trump. Remember, Peter Strzok is the one who said, you know, don't worry. We got that backup plan. We're going to make sure Trump doesn't get elected. Days after this investigation opened, Peter Strzok talking to an agent in London. He said, there's nothing to this. Well, it sounds very familiar. Wasn't it? Uh, who's, who's the black guy on CNN who said uh, that this is a nothing burger? Van, Van something or other. I can't remember his name. I haven't seen him in years. But everybody knew it wasn't just us. The only people who didn't seem to know was the brainless left who were watching episodes of CNN and MSDNC because they were being fed propaganda. Now, I saw somebody in the chat say that um, not everybody will wake up. No, it, it's, it, it's, it's statistically impossible for every single person to wake up. But every single person in America can feel enough pain to make them get on board with the idea that something has to change. At a certain point, it's going to be so terrible. Take the uh, the uh, current situation in Chicago, the video that came out last night of, of black Chicago residents, like just up in arms because the Chicago city government was talking about bringing all of those illegals in. A lot of those people had previously been on food stamps. They got kicked off of food stamps because they had to be given to the illegals. Many of those people were on the waiting list for Section 8 housing. They got kicked off of that waiting list for Section 8 housing because that housing now has to go to illegals. Okay, so these people are now angry at the very policies that they fought to keep in place by voting for corrupt Democrat politicians. And in some cases, socialist or communist politicians. They didn't do the research. They didn't believe what their eyes were telling them. The great replacement of the American people. It's not just about replacing white people. It's about replacing Native Americans. You were born here. We don't need you anymore. We want to get rid of you. You're a little too uppity there in Chicago. You think you deserve more than we're willing to give you. You know who doesn't ask for much? These illegals, they've had it real tough down in South and Central America. Talk about hardship. Go to Mexico. Get yourself in the middle of a, uh, a, a, a narco drug war. Get your family members kidnapped or your daughters raped as you're out trying to rub a couple of pennies together just to feed your children. You come to America and they're treating us like kings up there. They give us a food stamp card with 150 bucks a month. And my God, they can eat for that month. Somebody like an average Chicago resident, they believe, as an American, they're owed certain things. Our social welfare system has spoiled them. So those people got to be dealt with. They're just a little bit too bold. And instead of taking care of American citizens, they are now taking care of these illegals that are coming up across the border. So 
Also, according to a confidential human source for the FBI, back in early 2016, so well before the election, the Clinton campaign were fully aware of, and they were okay with receiving the foreign monetary contributions to the Clinton campaign in violation of federal law. They were aware the confidential human source brought this evidence of their awareness to the FBI, and the FBI didn't ask for any specific evidence related to this. In fact, they told the source, stay the hell away from the Clinton campaign. Supercon bro says, so happy for 97% of these Chicago residents as they voted for Brandon, supposedly, you reap what you sow. Fact, I agree with you. I absolutely agree with you. And I think that that hard lesson is a necessary aspect of people waking up, recognizing, geez, I really screwed up. What the hell was I doing? I I, I was told to vote for Joe Biden. I voted for Joe Biden. I was told uh, Democrats are compassionate. They're going to take care of us. They're going to give us reparations. 40 acres and a mule right there in the heart of Chicago. But no, they're getting tossed out on their asses and they're not getting their benefits anymore. So the FBI said, stay away. We don't need you. We don't want the evidence. And the Clinton Foundation and the Clinton campaign should not have anything to do with you. Now, they essentially made a conscious decision not to investigate anything related to the Clinton campaign. Uh, They uh, decided to ignore the Clinton campaign receiving all of that foreign money. Uh, And uh, and this FBI confidential human source was not some fly-by-night individual. This is somebody the FBI had been working with for quite some time. Uh, but they decided to ignore it. That's a, a damning statement to make about the FBI. It's not new information to me, and I'm sure it's probably not new information to most of you. Uh, 207 and on says, isn't that Patrick Byrne? Yeah, I think that was Patrick Byrne, now that you say it. Yeah. So I'd, I'd like to talk to Patrick about that. They were also so hell-bent on taking down President Trump that they were singularly focused on getting the FISA warrant against Carter Page. Uh, In fact, it was FBI leadership. Who was the leader of the FBI at that time? James Comey. James Comey, who gave Hillary Clinton a heads up about everything happening. He specifically wrote an email to Andrew McCabe, his number two, letting Andrew McCabe know how badly he wanted that FISA warrant against Carter Page. He said repeatedly, where is the FISA? Where is the FISA? Knowing for himself that there was no evidence that would support the granting of that FISA. That FISA that was only granted because young Kevin at the FBI faked that email suggesting that Carter Page had been a subject of CIA investigations, not a confidential source for the CIA. They were so concerned about getting that FISA, they were willing to do whatever it took. They were also so concerned about ensuring that this investigation into Donald Trump continued that they told their agents to stop taking notes about the Steele dossier. They said, don't write any more memos. Don't document any aspect of it. Don't make any recommendations. Don't give us any context or analysis. Why? Because they knew from the start that the Steele dossier was garbage. They knew that it was fake. 
They knew it and they covered it up. Why would they ask their agents not to write memos, not to give analysis, not to document anything? Because all of that documentation would have been uh, available to the American public at some point under a FOIA, under a Freedom of Information Act request. And if the American people came across that information, don't you think they'd be a little pissed off? I'm pissed off. I think you are too. I think we're all a little pissed off. The FBI used its power, used its position in Washington, D.C. to completely subvert our republic. The FBI made the decision to put their finger on the scale of justice in favor of Hillary Clinton. And I just want to remind you, despite the fact that nearly the entirety of the American swamp, which is basically most of the most powerful agencies in our federal government, despite the fact they decided that they didn't want Donald Trump to be able to win, despite the fact that they decided they were going to do everything in their power to destroy any chance he had of becoming president, he still became president. He still overcame uh, what, in my opinion, is the most powerful enemy on the face of the earth. Now, Dina Corsi, she was the deputy assistant director for counterintelligence. She ordered her FBI team not to write any memoranda or analytical pieces about the Steele dossier. Uh, That was at the behest of FBI leadership. So from the top, okay, they knew. Um, Now, listen to this. We know about Igor Danchenko getting paid by the FBI. He was paid a total of $220,000. Now, once they learned that Danchenko had lied to them, remember Danchenko, primary subsource of the Steele dossier, once they learned that Danchenko lied, rather than like maybe ask for that $220,000 in taxpayer money back, uh, they proposed future payments of $300,000. Let me repeat that. After already having paid Igor Danchenko $220,000 for information that the FBI then learned was fake, rather than demanding that money back, they suggested paying him more money to keep him quiet so that he wouldn't come out and tell anybody that the information he had given for Christopher Steele to write that Steele dossier was fake. They said, you know what we need to do? We need to, we need to pay Igor Danchenko more than half a million dollars in American taxpayer funds for information that we know to be wholly false, 100%, patently incorrect. That's disgusting. That is so disgusting. One of the worst miscarriages of justice that I can imagine. Technofog did a really, really excellent write-up of this on his website. Here are the main findings as he summarized them. Number one, the FBI discounted or willfully ignored material information that did not support the narrative of a collusive relationship between Trump and Russia. The FBI ignored any evidence that candidly spoke to the fact that Trump and Russia was a nothing burger. There was nothing there. Crossfire hurricane, the investigation into President Trump. As I said, it was opened as a full investigation without the FBI ever getting any statements from people, ever having been provided with any information ever being shown any substantive evidence to state that there was a a, a there there. Uh, The FBI uh, had their internal communications about 
Crossfire Hurricane. And what did they say? They said, well, it's thin. The justification for this investigation sucks. Uh, Durham documents those two investigations into Hillary Clinton. We had the Clinton Foundation investigation, and then we had the foreign contributions going to the Clinton Foundation or going to the Clinton campaign. And remember, there was just that very interesting case that I told you about um, in in regards to 1MDB. 1MDB and Joe Lowe, the uh, Malaysian businessman who siphoned $4.5 billion or somewhere around there from the Malaysian government in this fund, was admitting to Leonardo DiCaprio that he was injecting foreign contributions into the Obama campaign. So, I don't know, were those were those funds also then given to Hillary Clinton after Obama left office or after Obama was about to leave office? Uh it wouldn't make uh it, it wouldn't be too big of a stretch to say that that could possibly happen. In 2016, Andrew McCabe directed the Clinton investigation to be shut down. Now, of course, he actually walked it back at a certain point, but then he gave his approval and said, you know, just get it over with, get rid of it. Um, The New York field office was called on behalf of FBI Director Comey, and they were given a cease and desist, forcing them to stop looking into the Clinton Foundation. The New York field office appears to be some bright men and women who were actually looking to do their job, but they were told stop. Now, the CIA, this is another way they got involved directly into the U.S. elections in 2016, and again, of course, in 2020. The CIA had direct knowledge of the Clinton plan, which is what they call it, the Clinton plan to vilify Trump and to connect President Trump to Russia. They knew about it. On August 3rd of 2016, John Brennan himself met with Barack Obama, Vice President Joe Biden, now Resident-in-Chief Joe Biden, and a number of other administration officials, but it included Attorney General Loretta Lynch and, of course, FBI Director James Comey. Now, at that meeting, Brennan spelled out what the Clinton plan was. He declassified handwritten notes reflecting this meeting— Uh, which allegedly told participants that Hillary Clinton on the 26th of July had written a proposal or received a proposal from one of her campaign advisors, and it directed them to vilify Trump, stirring up a scandal, claiming interference by the Russian security services. They knew from the beginning, and everybody knew, Barack Obama, Joe Biden, Loretta Lynch, James Comey, the whole crew knew from the start that this was never about Trump-Russia collusion. This was about Hillary Clinton trying to destroy her political opponent. In 2016, September, right before the election, the CIA sent the FBI information about the Clinton plan, informing them, as they were investigating Crossfire Hurricane, that Crossfire Hurricane was not real that the only thing that was real was Hillary Clinton's hatred of Donald Trump and that she wanted to destroy him. So they had an exchange discussing Hillary Clinton and her plan concerning Donald Trump and Russian hackers uh, as a means of distracting the public from the use of her private email server. So once again, it just goes back to a really simple thing. Hillary Clinton knew that the public's awareness of her private, unsecured bathroom server 
full of special access program intelligence and top secret documents, she knew that that could stop her from being elected. And luckily it did. So the Trump-Russia scam was a ruse designed to impede the minds of Americans, impressionable Americans, who couldn't see beyond the end of their own noses, who only would listen to what Jake Tapper and others would tell them. Okay, don't call me 17. At this point, what difference does it make? It makes all the difference in the world. Just because you're awake, just because I'm awake, just because I know all of this already, doesn't mean that it's any less impactful or informative for people who don't know this stuff. People who have previously, up until this point, been awake, who are now going to see this official government report laying out everything that we've been talking about and use it as an opportunity to themselves wake up. It doesn't mean necessarily that they're going to vote Republican, but it might mean that along with us, we can finally come to an agreement, something that we both believe in. The U.S. government is fundamentally flawed. The federal government is controlled by the deep state swamp rats that Donald Trump and I have been warning you about for decades at this point. Everybody in this audience has been awake for longer than the average person. But even the people who are here don't necessarily have the same length of time investigating these things as some people do. Clearly, Donald Trump has been onto these people for a long time. I've told you my red pill story, okay? We're, we're talking 35 years, something like that, of me looking into subjects such as this. I have known for an excruciatingly long time that our government and our system of governance is broken, okay? But there are people out there who have not woken up to that fact yet, all right? And maybe they need to see somebody like Jake Tapper saying that Donald Trump is vindicated. This is an important moment in history because you're awake doesn't mean somebody else is awake. Pardon my American. I am tan as fuck because I live in Florida. So I go outside. And of course, I like to absorb uh, all of that vitamin D. So what did the FBI do when they got word from the CIA that the uh, Clinton plan was to distract from her private email server and blame it on Donald Trump and Russian hackers? Well, uh, nobody at the FBI that was interviewed recalled the people who were investigating Crossfire Hurricane as taking any action to vet the information that was given then by the CIA. They essentially just said, eh, you know, doesn't matter. We're going to look past it. Let me also say that for anybody who thinks that it doesn't matter that we're talking about this or that this stuff is coming out, as I said early on in the broadcast, John Durham is scheduled to testify before Congress, before Jim Jordan, before the oversight committees. And the information that John Durham discovered and has published, although we knew it, it's now officially on record for the government. And Congress, as the official body of oversight over agencies such as the FBI, must act, must act to not only punish those who are responsible, but to ensure that something like this doesn't happen again. 
Now, do I put all of my eggs in the basket of Congress and their oversight committees doing something that will give us a meaningful measure of justice? No, but it's a start and we have to start somewhere. We have to do something to address this. We can't just throw our hands up in the air and say, oh, well, I knew it because not everybody knows it. We have to inform those people who don't know it yet. Now, the CIA's Clinton plan memo that they delivered to the FBI somehow just got buried. (laughs) Should come as no surprise. The FBI was not interested in circulating this information among members of their bureau who were investigating Crossfire Hurricane. They claim they didn't see any of this evidence. uh, And the uh, uh, the the investigation, which resulted in FISA warrants against all these people, never should have continued because it was proven by other agencies that intelligence was shared, showing that it was all Hillary Clinton. But the FBI decided to ignore it, and they got these FISA warrants against very, very innocent Americans, people that they wanted to destroy. They knew very early on that this war, this FISA warrant into Carter Page was dubious at best, never should have been given, uh, and their knowledge, the base of their knowledge, continued to grow as the investigation continued. They learned that steel subsources actually might have been Russians or compromised Russians, uh, and the director of counterintelligence, Donnie, or Dina Corsi, as I said, met with her agents telling them to stop writing down information because, again, all of that information would have been available by FOIA request. I I think that the idea of Igor Danchenko providing bad information to the FBI and then being rewarded by being paid more money than he was given initially just to keep quiet, I think that should have an effect on most people when they hear that. I mean, that is a quantifiable thing. You you can say, oh, the FBI is corrupt and they do all these bad things. But the FBI stole your money. How does that make you feel? When they're also now stealing that same money to give it to illegal aliens. No, I mean, I, I think that for anybody who has a measure of self-respect, that would probably make them angry. The other thing is that Many people are talking about this right now. There is no shortage of uh, Twitter spaces taking place, people giving their own commentary on all of this. Uh, You have every conservative news outlet discussing it, breaking down, talking about the findings of this report right now. And this is going to continue. This is one day. This cannot be allowed to fall by the wayside. And we cannot forget the things that these people did. Now, please allow me, of course, this isn't going to work. Allow me to say thank you to the sponsors of the second half of the show. That's our friends at onenessdrops.com, where you can use code RP78 to get your chlorine dioxide kits. Chlorine dioxide is not bleach, no matter what Media Matters for America says. Uh, It was a substance, a compound that has a completely different chemical formula. It's not bleach. Uh, You put together two parts, parts A and B. Uh, That would be hydrochloric acid and sodium chloride. When you mix them, you get the chemical compound known as chlorine dioxide. And NASA wrote a report called the Universal Antidote. Wow. 
You've never seen anybody at Media Matters for America mention that in any of the hit pieces that they did. Certainly don't mention it at the New York Times. Certainly don't mention it at the Washington Post. And as usual, whenever you have all of these very powerful organizations in unison joining together to tell you that you should stay away from a particular substance or a particular subject, you might want to ask yourself, why is that? So if you don't have your chlorine dioxide kits, go to onenessdrops.com. Uh, get yourself one of these kits. You get 15% off when you use code RP78. And of course, you will be supporting the program. If you're a prepper, if you're a hiker, if you're a camper, if you're just somebody who gets water at their home and you want to make sure it's always going to be clean, get some chlorine dioxide. Use it at home. Now, also, if you're a prepper, prepare with redpill78.com. You can get your three-month supply of emergency food, save $200, and get a $200 free survival gear kit that comes along with it. These are meals that are over 2,000 calories a day. There is a variety of different types of food in there. It's great for you and your family. And there is a variety of food, breakfast, lunches, and dinner. So when you use the website, preparewithredpill78.com, you will automatically get that very special pricing and your free survival gear kit. And then finally, MyPillow.com using code RP78 will give you the best prices on all of Mike Lindell and MyPillow's quality products, whether it's the luxurious Giza Dream Sheets or the MyPillow Slippers or the MyPillow 2.0 or any of the products that they make. Use code RP78, get a discount, and support the program. I want to say thank you to everybody for hanging out with us today, and I hope that... um, Hope I'm not being too bombastic. Got a lot on my mind because of all of this. So let's take a look here. Um, I have the full text of the report. Um, It is, oh gosh, hang on. I need to actually check uh, how many pages. Uh, Well, I, I can't even get it to populate because it's so long. And it's got to put, okay, oh, it's over 300 pages, 306 pages. So clearly we are not going to go through that. I I would imagine that somebody on Badlands is probably going to do that. So let me give you guys the link to this and you can check it out. Yeah, I know. Everything will be fine, Vector. Thank you. Uh, You're right. Uh, The Wes 41 over on Getter says that Obama's presidency was my wake up call. Yeah, you know, just imagine being one of those people who woke up during the Biden presidency. You know, (laughs) if you were a Democrat and you thought, hey, you know what's a good idea? I'm going to vote for Joe Biden. Joe Biden's going to take care of all those things that Trump couldn't take care of. And then you get your candidate into office and very quickly he destroys your life savings, uh, destroys your career. Uh, allows a bunch of illegals to move into your neighborhood. Maybe one of your children gets killed or raped by one of these illegal animals. You know, there's all kinds of terrible things that could happen to wake you up. And I hope, I hope for your sake that it's not having something like that happen to your your family at the hands of Joe Biden. It's all Joe Biden. It's the deep state swamp rats in Washington, D.C. Crane Op 79 says... Time to jump in my far infrared sauna to detox from yesterday, which was also my 64th birthday. 
catch you later. All right, buddy. Hope you didn't have too much fun. Um, uh, oh, Casey says that Badlands blocked me because I disagreed with Burning Bright. Hypocrites. I said he was full of shit calling Xi a white hat. I said he didn't know what the fuck he's talking about. They blocked me. Casey, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, screw them hypocrites. I don't grovel to commies. Yeah, I'm not, I, I, I can't comment on that. I don't know that, um, you know, I, I don't have any reason to not believe you, Casey. Um, what I can tell you is that I know a lot of people are really sensitive nowadays. Um, and, uh, if it's the official account of Badlands, there's just, there is so much invective that is, uh, slung around and people saying nasty things. I know that there are a lot of people nowadays who will just automatically block people rather than dealing with, uh, you know, getting into the finer points. I don't block anybody. Even there are people who, like leftists on Twitter that love to harass me. I, I just don't listen to them. Uh, and I don't go on social media <laughs> because I know that that's what the conversation is going to be like. So, Casey, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that they um, that they blocked you. Mm. And I understand what you're saying. <clears throat> um, so. You know, just on that note, I am not like somebody who is uh, 100% behind the idea that she is a white hat. But I will tell you, I know for a fact that there are warring factions within China uh, and uh, the Chinese Communist Party. Um, and uh, I, I think that the uh, the argument is still up for debate on that. Um, but, you know, I, I, I I don't know. I'm not, I'm not there. You know, I'm not actually like watching these things happen. Um, and as far as I'm concerned, China is still under the control of the Chinese Communist Party, and that's not good for anybody. All right. So I passed out. Oh, I'll pass it out again. Here you go. There you go. Yes. Crazy timelines to a seven and on. Yeah. Yeah. This is a crazy timeline. You know, it's a uh, it's a shame. It's a shame to, to think that people would need to lose everything to find the will to change. But it's so true. I know that it's true. I did it myself. Okay. Like I have been through dark, dark times in my life. Uh, but most of the time I didn't stand to lose my ass on everything that was dear to me. But by the time that it was, I was ready to start doing things a different way. Now I want you to take the sum total of everything that I told you about the findings in John Durham's report. And remember that this is not the only story that is trending about the corruption of the FBI. This appears to me to be a accumulation, a, a death by a thousand cuts for the FBI. Um, I mentioned defunding the FBI. I think that's the best thing we could do. Take their money. What is Congress? It is, it's the only agency in the federal government that has the power of the purse. They set the tone based upon the amount of money that they are able to give to organizations like the FBI. Now, a Republican representative named Tim Burchett, he's from Tennessee, um, he was talking about the stonewalling efforts of the FBI, uh, they are currently refusing to hand over information that's been demanded by the House Oversight Committee. Salty zero. People will only see what's in front of them. Gas prices, grocery prices, immigrants everywhere, crime, unemployment, reports like Durham's, I think won't hit home as quickly. No, 
you're right. It's only going to be good for certain members of the population, for the most discerning members of the population. But the Durham report itself, while being examined and analyzed by people like us, the vast majority of the population are going to see reporting on it by their mainstream news sources. Maybe somebody will be lucky enough to get a link to this show or a link to another show. And then they can take a look at the information presented in there, people talking about it in a sensible way. Yes, I may have used some profanity and gotten a little loud on this broadcast, but I think that given the circumstances, I can be forgiven, can't I? (laughs) But most people are going to see what's directly in front of them. They will watch their lives crumble. And as unfortunate as that is, some people require that very difficult lesson in order to make the decision to do something about it. So many people, I see it every day, every single day, people's lives getting brought to the brink of destruction and then realizing only at that time, God, I got to do something different. I can't keep on this path that I'm on. And I think that as a nation, that holds true as well. So Congress right now can't get the information they need. They are the body that is supposed to provide oversight for the agencies in our federal government, like the FBI. They won't give over the information, so what can they do? They can defund the FBI. They can take away their money. Right now, Maria Bartiromo, on this program, when she's talking with Representative Burchett, what is the thinking in the Oversight Committee if the FBI doesn't budge? And He says this. I mean, look, you know that James Comer has sent out a subpoena. He wants that document that he says he knows exists, that is actually proof that Joe Biden was part of a bribery scheme. Remember, there was a confidential human source who went to the FBI before Joe Biden was elected president. But the FBI is pushing back. They don't want to give the information. They are blowing off a subpoena and they're saying they're not going to release it. So he asks the question that I think we need to be asking. What levers do you have to get the truth? Um, And of course, that's the power of the purse. The Congress is what writes the checks. So they can stop writing checks and the FBI will not be able to keep doing exactly what they're doing. That's one scandal. All right. Well, we also have the ongoing scandals against the Biden crime family. We've talked a lot about whistleblowers recently. Well, apparently there's at least five of them that have come forward with information about the Bidens and their criminal business dealings. That is a huge, huge thing when you think about it. The sitting president of the United States has people coming out of the woodwork saying that he's a crook, okay? In the same way Hillary Clinton was a crook, in the same way that if Joe Lowe and the 1MDB scandal holds to be true, uh, Barack Obama was a crook. They're all crooks. The only person who's not a crook is Donald Trump. Donald Trump wanted to save America. These people want to use it to pilfer. They want to get all of the money that they can. Now, these whistleblowers, these five whistleblowers are all in addition to a number of other witnesses that Republicans have brought in for closed door interviews. I've said this many, many times. Just because you don't hear about something doesn't mean it's not happening. There is A lot of back and forth, a lot of maneuvering, closed door testimonies taking place behind the scenes, and you only find out about that stuff when it gets revealed. Now, Chuck Grassley, uh, he's commenting on it. 
because, of course, he was one of the first people who said that the FBI has the information showing that the Bidens were involved in these business schemes and Joe Biden specifically. So they need to get that whistleblower information. They have to get that documentation from the FBI. And if the FBI continues to stonewall them, they're going to have to do something about it. Now, remember Tony Bobulinski. Well, apparently very recently he was meeting with Senate investigators and he was giving all of his information that he had previously given to the FBI, the FBI that sat on it uh, and decided not to uh, to go forward with it. He's talking to Senate investigators, so they're going to have that information. Thank God. Finally, finally, Tony Bobulinski came forward years ago at this point. They didn't want to do it. We also have an ex-White House aide. Uh, who says that the FBI ignored Joe Biden's role in Ukraine business dealings. This is former White House stenographer Mike McCormick. He alleged earlier this year that the FBI has continually ignored the information given to them about this ongoing criminal conspiracy that Joe Biden has been involved in since the Obama administration. Uh, He gave direct evidence implicating Joe Biden in crimes and criminal activities. So what we have here is a kind of stacking effect. The FBI and all of these deep state swamp agencies, they're being exposed. Joe Biden continues to be exposed. More whistleblowers continue to come forward. We have the IRS whistleblower who said that Hunter Biden was being aided in an investigation. The IRS was not going after him for the tax fraud that he was so clearly guilty of. Then we have the Joe Biden bribery allegations that the DOJ flagged back in 2018 two years before Joe Biden would allegedly win as the most popular candidate in American history, the allegations were completely ignored. The DOJ just wiped it all clean, just walked right past it. Uh, The man who brought that forward, he was a federal prosecutor, former federal prosecutor, Bud Cummins. He made these allegations to U.S. Attorney Jeff Berman back in October of 2018. He sent an email saying that he had evidence that Joe Biden had exercised influence to protect his son's Ukrainian employer. Who would that be? That would be Burisma. That would be Burisma, of course. Now, that email, of course, was completely ignored. So who else is going to come forward? What other whistleblowers exist? This indicates to me that more people are getting more comfortable with the idea of coming forward and saying something publicly. Normally, you know, take a look at the Clinton body count. Take a look at the Clinton body count. How many people have died trying to expose the Clintons? Warrior Mima says, I love a Zach rant every now and then. It shows your humanity. Much love. Thank you very much, Warrior Mima. I appreciate you. People are coming forward and they're not being murdered. I think that's a good sign. Now, Marjorie Taylor Greene, it was reported the other day that one of the Biden whistleblowers that wasn't even listed on that list that I just read off was actually missing. If I'm not mistaken, uh, this is the uh, the 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 Jewish guy who was uh, supposedly uh, an arms dealer or something like that. That's what they were accusing him of. He was uh, uh, arrested in Cyprus and he tweeted out. I, I reported on it at the time. Well, he was reported missing. He apparently didn't show up to some court date or something. It's interesting because Marjorie Taylor Greene says, no, this whistleblower is not missing. Just to be clear, our whistleblower is not missing. So if he's not missing and he's not in jail, 
and the Cypriot authorities are looking for him, that really only leaves one plausible explanation, that he's under the protection of certain elements of the United States government that seek to expose the crimes of the Biden family and others. Marjorie Taylor Greene stating explicitly that she knows he's not missing. That means that she knows where he is. And the only way that she could know where he is is if he was under the protection of perhaps Senate or House investigators. She also joined uh, our friend Steve Bannon, and uh, she had this to say. It looks like uh, I'm going to need to go to Twitter to play it. Why would the whistleblower fear for their lives, ma'am? Because this is a very serious uh, situation. It's not a game. Everything we're talking about is involves a lot of money and, and the most powerful position in the world, the presidency of the United States. And I want to be very clear with everyone watching again today. Our whistleblower that brought us evidence that leads directly to Joe Biden, that Joe Biden took a payment from a foreign national in exchange for foreign policy favors, that whistleblower is not lost and they are safe, but they do fear for their lives. That whistleblower came through us, uh, thankfully, through the help of Senator Grassley. So that is that is a fact. That is the truth. But other whistleblowers. Yes, they are missing. They're either in court, uh, they're in jail, or we cannot talk with them at this time because they can't. Okay, so it looks like I'm getting these whistleblowers conflated with each other. So the gentleman that was arrested in Cyprus, he did go missing because he skipped out on his court date. So we don't know where he is. She confirms he's actually missing. But the American whistleblower who brought this direct evidence of Joe Biden and his bribery scheme He's not missing, but he is under the protection of agents of the uh, United States government. That would be the uh, Senate or House investigators. So um, I saw somebody in the chat say that uh, we need a new rule. No more lawyers as politicians. If I'm not mistaken, we used to have a, a, a law on the books that stated that lawyers could not hold positions of public office. You know what? Let me. Let me actually look that up, you guys. We're almost done with the, the show here. I'm going to round it out in just a minute. I got to talk a little bit about this Title 42 stuff and the ongoing invasion of the United States by illegal aliens at the behest of the Joe Biden regime. Um, was it illegal in the U.S. for lawyers to be elected to public office? Let me see. Hmm. Missing 13th Amendment. That's it. Okay. So, a missing 13th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution has been found, which says that no lawyers should be allowed into public office. That's it. I knew that I read this someplace. And this was found by an archivist. Uh, they discovered the library's oldest authentic copy of the United States Constitution. It was printed in 1825. They were stunned to see that the document included a 13th Amendment that no longer appears on current copies of the Constitution. Moreover, after studying the amendment's language and historical context, they realized the principal intent of the missing 13th Amendment was to prohibit lawyers from serving in government. 
So began a seven-year nationwide search for the truth surrounding the most bizarre constitutional puzzle in American history, the unlawful removal of a ratified amendment from the Constitution of the United States. So I guess in a manner of speaking, it is currently, it should be illegal for lawyers to be elected to public office, but they somehow unlawfully removed this amendment so that they could allow themselves to be elected. 13th Amendment, Article 13. Yeah, it was never removed. Somebody says it was never removed. It's still in there? I, I've never seen it. Let's see. Thirteenth Amendment, Article Thirteen. Let's see. I think that what they're saying is that the version of the Thirteenth Amendment that is currently in the Constitution and printed everywhere is not the same version of the Thirteenth Amendment that was published at that time in 1825. They illegally changed it. It was ratified in that form, and the form that exists now is not the same. So, yes, in that manner of speaking, the 13th Amendment wasn't removed. It was just altered. That's what I was getting at. Okay, so, oh, continuing on, James Comer from the Oversight Committee uh, is planning to reveal the identity of the person in the Biden White House who is intimidating all of these whistleblowers that have come forward. Let's go ahead and listen to that. Right now. Well, with, with, with what we've investigated and the people that we've tracked down, uh, going back to the CEFC, uh, the two main players in that business, as well as all the Americans that were involved in the uh, different Biden uh, influence peddling schemes, as well as the Serbian national, uh, the nine of the 10 people uh, that we've identified that have very good knowledge with respect to the Bidens, they're, they're one of three things, Maria. They're either currently in court, they're currently in jail, or they're currently missing. So it's of the utmost importance that the FBI work with us to be able to try to identify uh, what research they've done, what investigations they've done, because we have people that want to come forward, but honestly, Maria, they fear for their lives. Not only are the Biden lawyers and the Biden White House intimidating them, the media is trying to intimidate and discredit them. And I think if you look at the Rasmussen poll, you know, seven in 10 Americans are very concerned that Joe Biden's involved in a, a public corruption scheme and they want to know more information. Seven in 10 Americans strongly support the work that our House Oversight Committee is doing investigating the Biden influence peddling. And we just need to get some cooperation from seven in 10 Americans. Seven in 10 Americans, 70 percent of the United States of America in these polls believes in the work that is being done. I know that I do. Uh, that is a staggering number of people if you can successfully apply it to the general population of the United States. Maybe not every single person out there, uh, but we are getting to a larger and larger portion of the population that is awake and aware of what's happening in Washington, D.C. Uh, the Secret Service also getting in on the Biden crime family corruption. Congress wants to know who's been visiting Joe Biden at his 
Delaware Beach House because he spends a predominant amount of his time there. Nearly 40% of his presidency has been spent at this Delaware Beach House. And of course, you know, I think it was at the same Delaware Beach House where they found classified documents in his diet, in his uh, uh, his personal office, in his library, in the garage where he keeps his Corvette. Secret Service doesn't want to hand that over. Why is that? Who has been visiting Joe Biden at uh, his beach house? Uh, you can bet if Trump was taking personal visitors at Mar-a-Lago when he was, you know, not in the White House, that information would have been handed over. There's just no way around it. Okay, since we've kind of talked about things uh, that maybe are not as exciting for people, I wanted to make sure that we ended the show by talking about that pre-mentioned evidence in Maricopa County that there was active rigging taking place at the hands of Maricopa County officials. Kerry Lake's lawyer in the hearing last week had suggested that this new information had been found, it was going to be presented, and that smoking gun was revealed today. Now, Kerry Lake and her attorneys appeared in Maricopa County Superior Court, uh, I'm sorry, this was on Friday, uh, for uh, oral arguments uh, with uh, Katie Hobbs' attorneys and then also Maricopa County as well. Um, Carrie Lake is going to be uh, beginning that three-day trial on the 17th. Uh, and the signature verification is, is a large aspect of it. Uh, but what's really prominent here um, is that we have specific evidence now showing that Maricopa County committed direct actions to ensure that the events of the election would happen in the way that they did. Um, They admitted that they had done uh, the logic and accuracy testing, and then they went back for more testing. When they did that new testing, which wasn't supposed to happen, 260 of the 446 tabulators failed their testing before the election. 58% of the tabulators, that's pretty much exactly what failed on the day of election. Actually, 59% of people attempting to vote were unable to because of that. Uh, And uh, they had submitted a declaration by their elections director after the October 11th certification for logic and accuracy that they realized they didn't configure the vote center tabulators to not accept provisional or early ballots. That was their their reasoning for going back in. So they went back in. They rewrote the memory cards. They installed what they said was previously approved election definition software – And this totally reconfigured the machines, which allowed for that 60% error rate, essentially, on election day. Now, the law itself in Maricopa County in Arizona mandates that whenever something like that is done, the logic and accuracy test must be performed again. It also states that both the automatic voting tabulation equipment and the software need to be tested. Now, that voided all of the 446 tabulators. It was an illegal action. And their knowledge that all of them, 60% of those, were not working properly, uh, that should have been a big clue. That should have alerted them to the fact that the election was going to go off in a really bad, spectacularly bad fashion. Now, of course, they knew that. That was the reason they went in there. They were hoping to create a scenario on Election Day where Carrie Lake could not be crowned the victor. So it shows clear misconduct and intent on behalf of Maricopa elections officials. Now, it also supports the claim that the election was rigged, all of this being presented 
in court. Carrie Lake stating, we caught them all. This is exactly what Donald Trump said as well. I caught them all. A group of deeply corrupt election officials rejected the will of the people on November 8th, 2022. They worked to install Katie Hobbs as governor. They didn't want Carrie Lake to be governor. So during the conference, Kurt Olson had this to say, we had alleged in our opening brief that the defendants secretly tested all 446 tabulators after the October 11th certification for logic and accuracy. Now, these tests, the system log files and other documents that were received later confirm that those 260 tabulators failed, 58% of the tabulators. I would note in our complaint that based on the testimony of two over 200 witnesses who were voters at the vote centers, we pled, this is in our reply, that equated to 59% of Maricopa County vote centers experiencing severe malfunctions with their tabulators. Now, it may be a coincidence, Your Honor, but it's certainly a very close one at that. When you have 260 of 446 tabulators, which is 58% failing a test, and then nearly the exact same percentage of vote centers failing a test before the election, in other words, they were going to malfunction, and then after the election, there's a debacle on election day that we saw. Now, Mr. Jarrett had submitted that declaration, which was now revealed for the first time that after October 11th certification for logic and accuracy, they claimed they didn't realize they hadn't forgotten to do something. And so they went back in and rewrote all that information. And then they checked it and they were found that everything was going to work like garbage on the day of the election. This should have voided all of the tabulators. In fact, it did by law. All of those tabulators, all of that election equipment was no longer usable. It was no longer certified. So it should be no surprise that 59% of the election centers experienced malfunctions, which stopped people from coming in and being able to vote. This is clear evidence of intent and knowledge on behalf of the election officials of Maricopa County. And that shows that they willfully broke the law and rigged the election. Now, what's really going to be the test of this information is what happens during the three-day trial. Uh... (laughs) I'm really hoping here, I'm really hoping that this judge has no choice. Or is this going to be a jury trial? I actually don't know if it's just going to be before the judge or if it's going to be decided by a jury. We'll have to see. We'll have to see what happens. But uh, I think that this is, uh, the the importance of this cannot be overstated. Okay, and then finally, a little bit on the invasion uh, that's currently taking place here in the United States. Uh, Looks like not very good news for heavily conservative areas, about 71% of the illegals that are coming across the border are feeding into Republican districts. This is something we have talked about on a number of occasions. The fact that they would use these illegals, pad Republican areas so that they can then up the votes for Democrat candidates. Uh, The Heritage Foundation has made this map uh, showing the movement of those illegals into the United States. Obviously, (laughs) they need to take over Texas, Uh, They're looking to take over Florida, uh, any of these populated areas. Uh, I'm surprised that not that more of them are not moving into California. But New York is one such area. Not even all that many of them are going into New York. But uh, as a result of the number that have gone to New York, Mayor Eric Adams is uh, looking to revoke the sanctuary status of New York City, which would, of course, allow uh, the ICE uh, officials to come in and start um, arresting people. Now, uh, the people that are coming across the border are not just simply migrant workers. They're not 
uh, refugees. I mean, we're talking about people that are on the terrorist watch lists. Uh, over the weekend, a bomb was found on one of these illegals that was coming across. Luckily, Customs and Border Patrol rolled up on him, probably in much the same way that they did here. Now, these five guys that you see sitting on the ground in this group uh, were on the FBI's terrorist database watch list. Uh, And so here we have evidence of Joe Biden's policies resulting in terrorists coming across our southern border. Uh, Even if you're a Democrat, that should resonate with you. That should be something that gets your blood pumping, because if terrorists are coming into the United States, then that opens the door for possible terror attacks. Uh, Now, no matter what you think happened on 9-11, there's a lot of people out there who still blame Osama bin Laden. There's a terror attack right there. Um, Maybe we have an opportunity to educate people on what actually happened on that day. But terrorists in the United States is a predication for terror attacks to happen. Now, as I was saying earlier about people being affected by what's happening with the illegals coming across the border, um, a hotel in New York City has just canceled a number of hotel rooms for people because they're going to be forced to give them over to these illegal aliens that are coming across the border. Uh, There was a couple, a married couple, getting married. I don't know why the hell you'd want to get married in New York, but somebody was planning it. And the hotel canceled the reservations for all of their guests because they were giving the rooms over to illegals. They had 30 hotel rooms that were booked at the Crossroads Hotel in Newburgh, New York. It's not even New York City. They were canceled to accommodate all of the illegal aliens that are coming across. Um, You know, I I feel like this is an opportunity for this couple. It's a Florida couple. Again, I don't know why they would want to go to New York to get married. Um, But they uh, they had there was another couple. uh, They're actually from Queens. They had 37 hotel rooms booked at the same hotel and they had all of their rooms canceled. That means the government is going to be paying for these illegal aliens to be staying in these hotels. I mean, obviously, they're not coming over with a ton of money. Um, Apparently, uh, the uh, the government is offering concierge services for these illegal aliens. Uh, Come across the border and and we'll drive you around. We'll give you a phone. We'll give you a court date in the 2030s. And then we'll pay for you to stay at a hotel in some posh American city. Susan says, give them all hell, Zach. They deserve it. Thank you for all you do. Thank you very much, Susan. I appreciate you. <clears throat> so the United States is rolling out the red carpet for these people. And I, again, I go back to the people of Chicago losing Section 8, losing food stamps, uh, essentially being shoved to the side uh, because they need to take care of these illegal aliens. Now, what about the people who are already here? Look at this in El Paso, Texas, human traffickers hiding 50 people in a home, 54 people living in just squalid conditions. Let's go ahead and take a look. Look at all of these people stuffed inside this block house. Here they are laying on the floor. What is that, cocaine or something? I don't know why that's all over the place, but they're just stuffed into this home. It's not a good situation. All of these people, you know, probably thought they were coming to the United States for a a better life. Because they were told by the Biden regime that they could just come across the border at any time. Now, if that wasn't bad enough, the Democrats, of course, are still running their cash laundering scheme 
uh, through agencies like ActBlue uh, and their various uh, cutouts and, uh, and and offshoots of companies. Um, we spoke very recently with a young man who had uh, been inspired by James O'Keefe. James O'Keefe did great work discovering all this stuff. Uh, then he sent it out to citizen journalists and they started exposing it. Well, People continue to investigate this. We continue to find millions of dollars in additional sources of money. Uh, And uh, what's really funny is that the people whose names are being used, when they're asked about what would you think if you saw that these people were having donations made in their names to these political candidates, and they said, well, that would certainly be money laundering, wouldn't it? Well, guess what? Your name is on that list of people who are being laundered through. Uh, And as we said before, a lot of these people are retired. Uh, A lot of these people are unemployed. Uh, They are are just essentially allowing their names to be used or their names are are being used without their consent. Um, The list of people that are victims of this or are participants in this is growing every single day. That is a major, major red pill, should be a major red pill for people. All right, and finally, the ongoing investigation into J.P. Morgan Chase regarding their relationship with dead human human trafficker Jeffrey Epstein continues ongoing. Warrior Mima says, I got a call from OMG today thanking me for supporting them. Thought it was nice. That's awesome. That's very cool. Mm. Elon Musk has just been issued a subpoena to come and discuss his prior relationship with Jeffrey Epstein. So there's not a lot of information, um, but apparently the Virgin Islands believes that at some point Jeffrey Epstein uh, sought to have referred Elon Musk to work with J.P. Morgan Chase uh, as uh, a client, okay? Um, Other than that, we don't know. Uh, There is no suggestion that Elon Musk profited off of Jeffrey Epstein's child trafficking network or anything like that. Um, But certainly when he is deposed and gives his testimony, that information will come out and we'll see exactly what the relationship was between Elon Musk and Jeffrey Epstein. All right, guys, we're going to be closing out the show right there. Let me go through these final thank yous over here on the Foxhole. Uh, CB Joey, breaking Alex Kaplan sits when he pees. TikToks, honestly, give a flying crap what Kaplan spews. Honestly, who gives a flying crap what Kaplan spews out of his pie hole, LOL? Well, the companies uh, that have these platforms that previously housed us or allowed us to use them uh, to survive and feed our families. Uh, Dolphin72, it's not much, but always appreciate the information you bring. Thank you. Thank you very much, Dolphin. Uh, JBTN01, thank you for the cans. Space Cookie, thank you for the cookie. Um, C. Blanche, thank you for the cookie. Elf's Park, thank you for the cookie. Just Duckies says, it's a bitch living in a system they created, being told that they that we are asking for too much just to get by. Yeah, yeah. And pretty soon, a lot of people are not going to be able to get by on the meager means that they have at their disposal. Elizabeth G., thank you for the cookie. Rise Attire. Rise Attire is a star, you guys. I saw him and his beautiful wife on Viva Fry over the weekend. And then he also met General Flynn and gave him this incredible painting that he made of him. Uh, So much, much, much respect. And uh, I wish so much success 
to the people at Rise Attire. You guys, if you haven't gone to RiseAttireUSA.com and picked up your very own Red Pill 78 merchandise or your Ultra MAGA Red Pill 78 merchandise, please go ahead and do so. And also consider purchasing something from one of the uh, many talented podcasters that they work with. Uh, their clothing is second to none. Let me just say that one more time. When I take this shirt off at night, the first thing I do is go slip into a rise attire, the, the, the long tee. I like the long tees. Those are the best ones. Uh, but all of their stuff, super soft. Uh, it holds up well when you wash it. RiseAttireUSA.com. He says, on our way back home, listening in the car, what a weekend. Amazing what one phone call can do. Thank you, RP, and much love to all. Yeah, they ended up at Clay Clark's event because they called in on the night that Clay was here. Dude, I'm going to call you when I get off the air. Uh, I don't know where you're at, but uh, if you're going to be driving by, then maybe we can see each other. Elizabeth G., thank you for the cookie. Filter Dog 1 says, always bring in the heat. Thank you very much. Sean Joe, thank you for the two cookies. Red Pill Ken, my man, he says, open borders means no country. Push race war with up with unpatriot front Nazis in khakis. Government army like Antifa. Yeah, the Patriot Front is a total front organization for the fascists that are running the United States government. You have the, you have their agents in Patriot Front, and then you have their agents in Antifa. It's all two sides of the same coin. Liberty Bells, thank you for the cookie. Zeta Anand, thank you for the ship. Much love. Omazon, thank you for the cookie. Rain says, I love you, Zach and Lisa. Thank you for all you do. Thank you, Rain. Please go check out Rain as well. She and her husband have a, an incredible vape shop. Uh, and uh, Cajun Vapes, it's down there in Louisiana. Check them out, support them. They are a Patriot-owned business as well. Vector117, thank you for the 1,000 gold pills. I appreciate it. Okay, um, uh, Two Quick says, bring it up again. I own Dollarwise Pest Control. I'd like you to provide you with quarterly pest control free as a donation. This Friday is your route, Zach. Okay, go- hey, send me an email, Two Quick. I haven't seen this from you. Um, uh, send it to uh, redpill78 at protonmail.com, and uh, and I will respond right after this. But too quick. That's awesome. I didn't know you were in the area. I haven't seen that before. All right. And actually, I think this is kind of blue, but you guys, do you, do you recognize this? Do you, <laughs> do you recognize this from a coffee cup near you? <laughs> All right. Anyways, uh, much love, you guys. That's it. That's all I got. I'll be back tonight, 10.30 p.m. Eastern time with John Harold over on Baseless Conspiracies on Badlands Media. We're going to be talking about Trump prophecies. Herman of Loretto, we're going to be talking about Kim Clement. We're going to talk about Mark Taylor, and there may be a couple of others in there as well. But until tonight, good luck. God bless. If I don't see you tonight, I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.